Hey, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Chof Beis and Sukkah. Again, we learn for four Shlema for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal. From the top of the page, the Mishnah. Sukkah Hamaduv Lelis. So you're going to have pay attention today to the illustrations. We're starting with number 134. <coughs> A disarranged sukkah. Messed up. We'll see. Vishetzilasum Rubich Masa. Or if its shade is more than its sun, that's kosher, right? We learned shade. It's supposed to have more shade. So we'll see what this means in the Gemara. But it says if it's a disarranged sukkah, let's say and or if it is more shade, that's kosher, even if it's disarranged. We'll see what disarranged means. Let's say it's very thick, close-knit. The schach is very close-knit, hardly lets through any light. Even though you can't see the stars, from inside you can't see the stars, that's all kosher. So these are all kosher. What are we speaking about? What do we mean by disarranged? My miduvlelis. What does it mean? Amrav so two opinions. Rav says sukkah It's a poor sukkah, a beggarly sukkah. What does that mean? Very few beams on top. Very few rods. Very little schach. Okay, how little? If it lets in more, much more sun than shade, that's no good. We'll see. So he says it means poor. It just means that there's not a lot there. Ushmuel Omar, right? Shmuel Amar, no, Kana Olava Kanayari. This is number 134, where you have the, um, uh, the rods, this, let's say the schach, are not on all the same horizontal level. Some are a little bit above, some are below, letting in more sun. Okay, so Rav said it means a sukkah that doesn't have a lot of schach. It doesn't have a lot of schach. Well, it's got to have minimum, right? It's got to have enough to, let the sh- to have more shade than sun, right? Okay, so that's what Rav says, that it means it's very little schach. Ushmuel says Kana Ovakariyad, it means where the schach is up and down, different levels. Now, Rav Tanichad, Rav learns that both cases in the Mishnah, Sukkah Hamuduv Leles, and Shalas Muraz 1 is the same case. We'll see what that means. Shmuel learns that those are two separate cases. What does it mean? Rav Tanichad, Sukkah Maduv Leles, my Maduv Leles, what does that mean? Midul Delas, it means poor, very little schach. But, even though there's very little schach, and it's letting a lot of sun in, and as long as there's more shade than sun, it's kosher. That's how Rav learns the Mishnah. That disarranged means there's not a lot of schach, but there's enough that there's more shade than sun. That's good. Shmuel, so Rav, we're dumb. Shmuel, Rav's got a nice opinion. Shmuel, Tani Tarte. Shmuel says it's two separate cases. It means it's disarranged. Meaning, as we said, some above, some below. They're not on all the same horizontal level. The Tartik Tani, he learns the Mishnah is telling us two different cases. Even though some of the schach is above and some is below, they're not all on the same horizontal level, that's kosher. Many times schach is like that, it's not all on the same level. And another case, the second case is if it's got more shade than sun. Now, we already learned that at the beginning of the Masech, it's got to have more shade than sun. If it's got more sun than shade, we learned that's puzzle. We'll see why this mission is necessary according to Shmuel, the second case, where it's more shade than sun. But Rob learns this one case. Not a lot of schach there, but there's still more shade than sun. That's okay. Shmuel says, whether the schach is up and down, or as long as there's more, or a different case, where there's more shade than sun, that's kosher. Well, that seems pretty obvious, but we'll see what that means. But let's concentrate on what Shmuel says, that if the schach is at two different levels, that's okay. Right? He says, he says even if it's at two different levels, that's okay. And a separate case is where there's more shade than sun. Okay. So, now we're going to analyze Shmuel. Shmuel said the schach could be at two different levels. That's only if there's a not, not more than three tvachim. Remember, if it's within three tvachim, less than three tvachim, according to most uh, tanon, that's lovud. 
So he says, if the, if the schach is up and down like in 134, it's okay as long as what? As long as it's within three tvachim or another. In other words, the distance, if you look at 134, some schach is above, some is below, but there's not, there's, there's, uh, there's not a difference of three tvachim between them. That all this schach is within three, three tvachim of one another. That's what If it's more than three tvachim, that's not considered connected. So the schach is not, you have the schach at different levels. It's like on different planes. It's like some schach is in the sky and some schach is below. So that's not proper schach, even if you have more shade than sun. That's not proper schach. That's how, that's what Abaya says. Rava Omar, the gear says Omar Rava. Rava says, you know what? Rava says, you know what? It's okay anyway, as long as you have the following issue. This is number 135. Even if there's three tfachim, remember, three tfachim means it's no longer love it. Even if there's three tfachim between, pardon? Yeah. Even if there's three tfachim between the upper level and the lower level, nami it's okay. That's if the upper level does not have a tefach. In other words, the schach on the upper level is not a tefach. But if there is, if the beams, look at the beams in number 135. You see the distance, he shows the difference with the yellow uh, arrows is three tvachim, which means it's no good, right? The schach is not put together. It's not enough. In other words, you don't have enough schach there, presumably, uh, even if you have shade and sun, but the point is it's, if it's separate, it's not considered proper schach, right? They're too far apart. But even if it's three tvachim apart, but if the upper one is has a, a tefach in its uh, uh, in its width, and if it's, it's tefach in width, then we, it's okay anyway. Again, look in the Rav and the Gemara. If the upper beams have a tefach, because we say this is like good aches. Good aches, we had this far before that you extend it downward. You have a, a partition, a machitza that doesn't go all the way down. But you know what? If it's within uh, three, if it's in a certain area, even if it's not, not in Lovit, if it's within three tvachim, you have Lovit. But even without that, you consider it that you extend the wall downwards. Here too, you extend the upper beams down so that as if they're all on the same plane. See, we say chavut rami. Okay, Amarava, where do you get this idea? You're saying a legal fiction over here. You're saying even though these, this chach is too far apart from one another, right? It's not connected. We're not talking about the shade now. Even assume you have shade. We're talking about the fact that the schach is not connected. It's got to be, you can't have spaces. He says, well, if they're three tefachim apart, that's no good. But if the upper ones have a tefach there, that's okay. Now we're going to, we're going to, we're going to qualify that some more also. So where do you get this idea from? Amarava. How do I know? When it's got a tefach there, the upper ones are tefach, as we'll see. And the airspace below is also a tefach, right? Right? Is it tefach? We say, but if there's no tefach there, we don't say chabut rami. In other words, in other words, if you have a situation like in 134, where they're separated by more than three tefachim, three tefachim or more, that's no good. And yet, if the upper ones have a um, have a um, width of a, of a tefach that is good. We get it from Erevin. The Tanan, we learn like this. This is a mission in Olos, rather. It's Olos, but, but it's brought, it's uh, in the end of Erevin. We're going to, Erevin's later on. Uh, the Tanan, Koros Abayas, if you have beams of a house, the Aliyah, now you have a house and an upper chamber. Now we're looking at 136. 
Turn the page to 136 in the illustration book, not in the Gemara. That's not. Karasabai's Faliyah. You have beams in a house and the upper level. But there's no plaster there. In other words, it's not a proper ceiling with plaster and boards that, that it's sealed off. But rather, all you have is these beams. Okay, so you have the lower level of the house. You see in number 136, the bias is on the lower level. And the middle level is the aliyah. The hein mechuvanos. Now, these beams are exactly above one another. You see in 136 how they're exactly above one another. Now, let's say on the floor... You see the little thing there, it's hard to read the words Tumah. I needed a magnifying glass to read the word Tumah there, but it says Tumah. If there's, let's say, a dead, uh, a kazais of a dead body there, or, or sheritz, whatever. Um, well, let's say a dead body. So you have Tumas Oel, okay, a dead body. Tumah tachas achas dead of a dead person. You have a kazais there. And the Tumah's directly underneath one of those beams. You see the Tumah's directly underneath the middle beam in the lower level of the house, Right, it's a, directly. It's on the floor below the uh, first level of beams, which is above between the house and the aliyah. So tachter tomi underneath that beam. So basically, if that beam is a tefach, that's an ohel. So underneath that beam is tomi. If any anywhere underneath that beam is tomi, because that's like a, a little ohel there. But bein tachtona leyona beinei tomi. All right. Um, so between the middle level and the upper level, that's okay. Right, al gaban, al gab, If it's on the top level, kenegdo adrakia tomei. If it's on the top level, the very top level, uh, that's already ben atachlinu ben tomei. Now we're looking at one thirty-seven also, right? We said so again. If the tum is on the floor, so what's tomei? Only the area underneath that beam, underneath that lower level beam. If the tum is on top of that middle level beam, that the lower level beam, then the tum goes up only from there to the upper level, right? Only to the upper level, because that's your, that's your OL. The Tumah is, is sitting on the middle beam, and there's only an OL of one tefach, so underneath that beam, below is okay, and above is okay, uh, right? Um, now, uh, underneath, underneath that beam, you see, tachteta, underneath that middle beam, uh, underneath the, the, it's the beam on the upper level, but between the beam on the low, on the lower level, lower level beam and the upper level, that's the only area that's tummy, nothing else. Again, in the Gemara, we're looking at a one eye in the Gemara, one eye in the book, right? So tumatachas achas meyan tachtei tummy, bena tachton elyona benayan tummy. Agabe elyona, if the tuma is in like in one thirty-eight, where it's on the upper beam, the tuma is sitting on the upper beam in one thirty-eight, then connect al rakia tummy from there up to the skies tummy because there's nothing interfering with it. You see, in 137, where the tumma is on the lower beam, so the upper beam is like the oil above that. It prevents the tumma from going up to the sky, but it also spreads out the tumma underneath that beam. But on all these cases, we are, we are speaking of all these cases, 136, 37, 38, there is no tumma on the sides at all, only underneath the, only underneath the beam under which the tumma is there. If it's on the top beam, it goes up to the sky, and there's no tumma at all under the beams. That's 136, 137, and 138. Okay. Now, um, uh, tell me, Hayal Yonis Kebena Tachtonos. Now we're looking at 139. Let's assume now that the upper level beams and the lower level beams are not exactly above one another, just opposite. The upper level beams are opposite the gaps in the lower level. We're looking now at 139 and 140. You see now where the, the upper beams are opposite the gaps. Hayal Yonis Kebena Tachtonos, like between gaps. What we're saying here is like this. If there's a tumah, and now look at 139 carefully, the tumah's on the floor, the tumah's on the floor, 
So now the whole floor is tummy. Underneath all the beams is tummy. Why? But there's gaps there. Yes, but because there's a tefach of gap between the beams in the lower level, and the and the and the beams in the upper level uh, uh, are considered, and they are tefach wide. They are considered as if they are pushed down. That's the concept of chabut rami. They're considered pushed down like good aches, and they are considered as if they cover up the whole lower level. So the whole lower level of beams, which in our illustration shows that there's gaps in between, no, it's as if they're all covered up. So if, 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 they, if they're a tefach wide and you have a tefach wide of airspace bet- uh, uh, opposite them, then it's considered all covered up. And therefore, if there's tumah on the floor, the whole floor underneath that house is tameh. Mafarshim add on, even if the upper level is more than, the beams on the upper level are more than a tefach wide. It doesn't have to fit exact like we're fitting in exact, but you have to have a tefach wide of airspace below and at least a tefach wide of beams above. Now we're reading back in the Gemara. If the tumah is on top, Ah, but if the tumma is on top, you see, we see Chabot Rami, it's as if they're all down in 139. But let's say the tumma is on top of the beam in 140. No, then we don't say that because then there's nothing above that. Above it just goes up to the sky. There is no tumma. The tumma is only up to the, it goes straight up to the sky, straight up, but it doesn't spread out. In 139, where the tumma is on the floor, the upper beams are considered as if they're pushed down, covering up the air spaces in 130, in, in, on the air spaces on the lower level, and the whole house underneath it on the, up, on the lower level is all tumma. Okay, cool. That's the that's the mission in Alos. Vitani Allah, and there was a price that said Medmora Morem in the Gemara. Bisman Shishban Tefach. If what? If the uh, beams on the upper level are a tefach wide, ubeneim posech tefach, and and the airspace below, in the in the gaps below, the gaps have a, a tefach wide of space. Avalein ben posech tefach. But if there's no uh, if there's no gap of uh, of a tefach in the lower level. Then tumatachas achas mehen. If the tum is underneath one of them, tachta tumi benayim valgabayan tor. Then we're looking at one forty-one. In one forty-one, you don't have a tefach wide of airspace in the gaps. You see, it's smaller. Even if those, even if the upper beams could fit in there, let's say if they, if they would drop down, they would fit in there. No, but if they're not a tefach wide and the beams are not a tefach wide, we don't say as if they come down. We don't say this concept of of chavut uh, rami or good aches. And therefore, if there's tumma on the floor, okay, it's only under that beam, and that's it. The whole house is tar. Only underneath the beam, underneath that one beam is tumma, is 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 tumma, and no more. That's one forty-one. So remember, back in the Gorbis man sheish ben tefach ben em pesav avalein ben em pesav tumma tachas achas men tachtei tumma ben em lagabei tar alma. What do you see? Kiyispei tefach amir chabut rami. When do you say chabut rami? That concept push it down when there's a tefach. Vechiles be tefach lor amir chabut rami. But you don't say when there's not tefach shmami no see you see from here. So if you look back now in number one thirty-five, this is what we mean. One thirty-five. Even though the upper level and lower level of schach are three tefachim apart, and that would be a problem. But since the upper beams are uh, tefach wide, and there's airspace below the tefach. Therefore, it's considered as if they're pushed down, and the and the schach is complete. Shmamina. Okay. So we're saying only if it's tefach wide. Yes, Rav Kana Kamal Shmaita. Rav Kana repeated this whole memra. Amal Rav Ashi Rav Kana, and Rav Ashi Rav Kana. B'cholechid lespei tefach lor min chabav. What do you mean? You don't say chabav min unless there's a tefach wide. Is that really you get that? Vatanya, I'll show you a different case. This is the case in Erevin that I meant before. Vatanya Kora Yotz Mikosa. We're looking now at one forty two. 142, you remember the, uh, let's say you have a Mavui there, 
and you have, with the Mavu, you need either a crossbeam or a post to make it kosher midrabonim, right? To make it kosher abonim, so that you can carry inside the Mavu on Shabbos. But Tanya Koryotsim Kosel, so let's say the, the uh, crossbeam you have comes from one wall but doesn't reach the other wall. But anybody uh, because of that, or Chain Shtekoros, that's 142. You see, there's two beams. One from one side, one from the other side, and 142. They don't touch one another. If it's less than, if the gap is less than three tfach, remember, less than three tfach is what? Love it, it's considered attached, right? Right, uh, uh, so, but if it's three tefachim shlosha, if the gap is three tefachim, tzarich lavi karach. You got to bring a different beam, either another beam to join them, or just a big beam. You got to get a beam. In other words, if the gap there is less than three tefachim, it's considered attached. More than three tefachim is not. Shemuel argues here because he always argues about lavit. He claims that lavit is anything under four tefachim. Even from between three and under four is considered love. If it's less than four tvachim wide, the gap ain't so chlavi karacheres. Arba, but if it's four tvachim wide, so chlavi you've got to bring another beam. Okay, that's the case in 142. Let's say you have two very thin beams, but they're parallel to one another. We're looking now at 143. Two parallel beams. And what's considered enough of a beam, of a cross beam to, uh, to, for, for Shabbos? So it has to be enough that it could hold a half a brick. A riach is a half a brick. A brick is three tefachim, and a riach is one and a half tefachim. So if you have a beam which is a tefach wide, it can hold a, a half brick which is one and a half tefachim, even though it, it'll, it'll overlap the beam by a little bit, but you cement it up and it's considered good enough. But let's say these two uh, parallel beams, neither one of them can hold a half brick. This is 143. You have two parallel beams, but they could hold, the, together they could hold the uh, width of the brick as in 143. That's okay. You've got to bring another one. Rabbi Shimon says, no, you don't need it to be that strong. Rabbi Shimon says, no, you don't need it to be that strong. Rabbi Shimon says, in 144. says, even if those beams are so small, but they could, they could hold the uh, half brick in its length. You see, in its length, it's easier, just logically. Shem Malil is saying, it doesn't have to be as strong as in 143. If it can hold, if it can hold the half brick in 144 across its length, uh, whatever the physics are, it's logical. You look at it, you see it's easier. 144 is an easier uh, holding than 143. Uh, so he says that then uh, uh, if it can't hold 144, you got to bring another one. Now we're looking at 145. We're looking at 145. Let's say these two beams were not exactly parallel. But one was above, one was below. These two weak beams. You pretend that the upper one is if it's at the lower level. You push it down. And the lower one is if it's above. And therefore they're parallel. right? And that's good enough. Even though they really can't hold a brick in that fashion. But he says, if one was above, one is lower than the other. But you pretend as if they're on the same level. As long as the upper one is not higher than 20 amas off the ground, that's considered no good. You can't see it. And the lower one cannot be lower than 10 tfachim. The assumption over here is that if the two are within 20 amas minus, that's good enough. If they're within 20 amas from another, you say, here we're talking about beams that don't have a tefach. And yet you see 
and yet you see the concept of Chavot Rami, right? Because you say you push it down. Uh, so here you see that this goes against what we said before. When I've kind of repeated that Memra, that whole Gemara that Rava said, that you say Chavot Rami. Based on the Mishnah in Olos, you say Chavot Rami, and you push it down. It where? Only if it's a Tefach. As we said, it was showed in 135. But if it's not a Tefach, you don't say it. Here, apparently, you say it even if it's not a Tefach. Tritz, Amrlei, Tritz, the answer is very simple. This is how you have to learn that Gemara. In, 130, in 145, When we say the upper one shouldn't be above 20 Amas, that means off the ground. It's got to be within 20 Amas of the ground. And the lower one is within three tefachim. It doesn't mean that the lower one is. It's okay if the lower one is anywhere above ten tefachim, and the upper one is anywhere below twenty amos, which is far apart, right? Far. No, we don't mean that. We mean the upper one can't be higher than twenty amos, and in which case the lower one is within three tefachim from there. Within three tefachim, we're not talking. Within three tefachim, you always say love it. They're attached. Remember the whole gemara that we started with the sukkah, which which has the schach on two different levels. It's only back in one thirty five. It's only because we had to come onto this concept of because the uh, the schach was three tfachim apart from one another. But if it's within three tfachim, there's no issue. That's love. It's considered attached. So back in the Gemara, the upper one has to be within from within 20 amas off the ground. And the lower one is within three tfachim of the upper one. Inami or the other way. The lower one cannot be lower than 10 tfachim. Remember, like a, like a sukkah, the same thing when it comes to the mavi over here. Can't be lower if it's less than three tfachim. If it's less than 10 tfachim from the ground, it's not considered a machitza at all. So you have to have the lower one cannot be less than 10 tfachim off the ground. And then if it's if the lower one is, a, is let's say above, is at the 11th tfachim mark from the ground, and the upper one then is clo- is within 3 tfachim of the lower one. In other words, in both these cases in 145, wherever these two weak beams are, they must be above 10 tfachim, they must be below 20 tfachim. But we're uh, above, uh, below 20 amas, above 10 tfachim and below 20 amas, but they got to be within 3 tfachim of one another. If they got to be within 3 tfachim of one another, then forget that whole Gemara, there's no problem. Within 3 tfachim is love it, no problem. Our whole discussion is if, if it, like in 135, where the schach is more than 3 tfachim, 3 tfachim or more uh, from one another, then we have to come on to the concept of Chavah Rami, which we saw in Ahalos, uh, the concept in Tumah, from 136 to 141, where we describe those, those uh, illustrations there, those cases over there. Says the, uh, right? Uh, again, but if it's within three tvachim, keeping the last If it's three tvachim, if this is all, if it's three tvachim, but if if it's if it's within three tvachim, but once it's three tvachim, if there's no tefach, we don't say chavot rami. So in one forty-five, it only works when the two beams are within three tvachim of one another. But if they're not within three tefachim one another, and the beams themselves are less than a tefach wide, you don't say chavah rami, you don't say they're pushed together. If they're three tefachim wide, it doesn't work at all. It doesn't work at all, it's not rami. In the case of 143, 144, we're talking about the beams were parallel to one another. They were clearly within, within three tefachim one another. There was no problem there at all. We're at the two dots now, halfway down the page. We said if it's got more shade than sun, it's okay. Let's, let's assume we're going like a shmuel, that, that, that's a separate case. Let's say the shade and the sun was equal. Equal. 
What would you say there? It says if it's got more shade than sun, that's okay. Mashmat, they're equal, 50-50. It's possible. In the first parak, the first Mishnah said, it's got more sun than shade. That's possible. So that sounds like if it's 50-50, it's kosher. Which one is it? Is 50-50 kosher or is 50-50 puzzle? So, Are you looking at it at the, sun, at the schach level or on the ground? When you have 50-50 at the at the at the schach level, at the schach level, then the sun's rays come through, and on the ground you have more sun than shade. So this is what he means. If it's 50-50 on the ground, if you're looking at the ground at the table where you're sitting, and there it's 50-50 sun and shade, rest assured that the schach has more has 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 uh, that if it's 50-50 there, then rest assured that the schach has more shade than sun. Because more sun comes in if it's fifty-fifty at the uh, at the schach level, then on the ground you're going to have more sun than shade because the rays of the sun spread out. So that's what he means. right? This we say that if it's that where it's equal fifty-fifty, it's possible. That's if it's fifty-fifty on the schach. If it's fifty-fifty at the schach level, that's what we mean in our Mishnah. All right, Haggad Absula, 50-50 at the, at the schach level, then where, where you're, when you're eating your soup, you're going to have more sun than shade. So kamalamala, kamalamata. But if below it's 50-50, it's 50-50 at, the, at your soup level, then and the, at the schach level, it's going to be more shade than sun. People say, if you have, if you have a, um, a little uh, spot of light, the size of a small coin, a zuz, above, that spreads out on the ground. This the way the sun comes, the, the rays come through, and it's large on the ground. This is one forty-six. When you have a small hole at the top, zoos like a zoos, that'll give you a area, a larger area of istra, a larger coin. Compare, let's say, a nickel to a silver dollar. If you want to give an example of of coins, if you have a size of a nickel at the top, that'll spread out and give you a size that'll be like a spotlight. Think of it a spotlight. It spreads out, and you'll have a larger one at the bottom. That's what we mean over here. All right. If Meuva come in by us, let's say the schach is so thick, right? It's very close knit, like a house. The mission says that's still okay. Talk about a Meuva come in by us. Even though you can't see the stars, but let's say you can't even see the sun's rays. You can't, you can't see a star at night. Okay, maybe you can't see it, but it's, not, it's harder to see. But if you can't see the sun's rays, Beshami says that's possible. Beshul says that's still kosher. In other words, you have to have more shade than some, but if you have a lot of shade, that's okay as well. Says the Mishnah, Let's say you made your sukkah, you know, like you're a Chabadnik, and you're putting it on, uh, you're driving around in your station wagon. Don't they have those sukkahs with the uh, station wagon, on the station wagons or on the trucks, whatever? So let's say you make your sukkah at the top of a wagon, or on the deck of a ship. It's kosher, even though these things move around. A sukkah is supposed to be a ra'i, right? Not a problem. Temporary dwelling. You could use it on yontif, no problem, right? You put it on the wagon, you put it on the, on the boat, even though the boat's maybe high up in the high water, it's okay. Barosha Elon al let's say you put it though on a, on, a, on a tree. You made a little tree house. We're looking now, let's say, at 147. Well, you made the sukkah in a tree or on top of a camel. Shera, the sukkah's okay, but you can only use it on chalamoid. You're not allowed, on Shabbos and Yontif, you're not allowed to climb on an animal. Why can't you climb on an animal, go on a horse or a camel or something on Shabbos? Because you might pull off a twig from the tree to use that as a whip uh, for, for the animal. 
or uh, you can't climb a tree also because you might just you know cut off some some branches by mistake. So it's also rabbata. Now, if you did it anyway, you're yotzei sukkah, says Rashi, but you're not supposed to go use it on Shabbos and Yontif. Okay. Shtayim be'ilon ve'achas be'de'adam. Now we're looking at 147 again. Let's say two of the walls, you made your schach, you see the, fl- the floor of the sukkah in 147 is sitting on the tree, on the branch of the tree, and two of the walls of the, of the sukkah are also dependent on that branch. One wall, though, is sitting on the ground. You just made sure that when you made the, that wall sitting down on the ground, that from the floor level of the sukkah, you've got ten, your ten tfachim. That's good, right? So in this case, that's what we mean. These are no, these you're not allowed to use on yontif, on Shabbos and yontif, right? Shtayim be'ilam ba'achas In other words, two walls were made on the tree and one sitting on the ground. Oh, shtayim bide'adam ba'achas be'ilam. This is number 148, which is our last illustration of the day. Oh, shtayim bide'adam ba'achas be'ilam. Or two, you see, uh, now you're going to have two walls. In 148, you see there are two walls basically leaning on the ground by a person not sitting on the tree. One wall is sitting on the tree, but two are by Adam. Either way, um, that it's kosher. It's kosher sukkah. You can't use it on Yantif. Why? Because if it wouldn't be for the tree, the sukkah would fall down. Sholish beat him. Let's say, though, he had three walls. Three walls. It's not, not, we don't have an illustration of that, but you can picture it. Let's say you had three walls there, and the fourth wall was on the tree. Why? Because it's not suspended on the tree. Even if the tree wasn't there, your sukkah could still stand because you had three walls based on the ground. Okay, there's no picture of that. Just pick, just in your mind, picture the third wall there. Uh, here's the rule. If you would remove the tree, the sukkah would stand by itself. Because you're not climbing on the tree. It would stand there without the tree. The tree just happens to be there, right? It's, tree, uh, it's, it's nice that the tree is there and gives its support to the fourth wall, but it would stand there anyway. The floor of the sukkah could stand with the three walls. But if there's only two walls that you made yourself, Right, two walls that you that are, that are suspended on the ground, or one wall. Then it depends on the tree, and then you shouldn't use that tree on Yontif, even though the sukkah is technically kosher. You could use it on Cholamoy. Have a good day, everybody. Be well.